Hey guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. I'm your host, Chef Taylor Duncan, and I'm here joined with my friends Dre and Katie from Hunger Sauce Company. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Good. Great to have you guys on here. Excited for a fun-filled podcast. I have some cool questions for you guys tonight. Sounds good. Okay. All right, Dre, so I wanted you to go ahead and introduce yourself first, if you would. Sure. Uh, my full name is actually Andres Fernando Sandoval. Um, I am a Colombian American, uh, first generation born, um, which kind of has always affected my uh, cooking career. Uh, let's see, I'm 36, and I've been cooking professionally for about 15 years now. And I'm currently the executive chef at Mob Jack Tavern in Gloucester. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I know I've known you for a couple years now. Um, so for those of you that do not know, Dre actually took my place at Waypoint when I left. Uh, what, like five, six years ago now at this point? Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go. So next, Katie, uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Katie Sandoval. Um, I am 37. Yes, <laughs> almost 38. Um, and I currently work... I'm a uh, search specialist team lead for Require, which is a subsidiary of Cobius, and I search land records all day long. Uh, I've been doing that almost 12 years, but I started in restaurants when I was 16. Gotcha. And, yeah, so, here we go. (laughs) Well, that's fun for sure. So, next, let's talk about your company. So, you guys want to tell me a little bit about Hunger for those of us that do not know, um, and then we'll talk about how long you guys have been in business. Sure, yeah. Um, Hunger LLC, we uh, kind of refer to ourselves as Hunger Shop, though, um, more informal kind of way. Uh, we started out as a sauce, rub, and apparel company. It was a brainchild of myself and my business partner, Dave Francis, who was actually the chef down at Moz at the oceanfront, um, underneath the Doubletree. So, you know, as many chefs do... Uh, we started talking around, well, you know, what we'd rather do than work for other people. <laughs> and it was like, Hey, let's, you got this idea. I got this idea. Let's join forces. Now, uh, that was actually about nine years ago and we've definitely evolved more into, let's say, uh, we like to say life condiments mm-hmm. between, you know, we've got the sauces now, rubs, salad dressings, pickled items. We've done drink mixes. I've got pins, stickers, shirts, hoodies, you know. We're definitely trying to grow the brand a lot, and uh, it, it's mainly focused around flavor and people who enjoy cooking and and that side of things, not just uh, like gimmicks or how wild something can be, just something very genuine, and that's uh, kind of what hunger's about. Right. No, I completely understand that, and that's super important. And, and I've tried, you know, a number of your sauces and your pickled items. The pickled pineapple has been one of my favorites so far. That one was really good. Awesome. With the, with the chilies in there. I actually used some of the pineapple and the chilies in there and made a mignonette from it for oysters a couple, probably about two months ago, and it was oh, people really loved great. it. Uh, so next, let's talk about, so how did you guys meet? So you guys are husband and wife, you know, obviously, um, for those yeah. people that do not know. Um, how long have you guys been together? How long have you, like, when did you meet? We've been together for a total of 10 years now, and we just had our eighth wedding anniversary uh, back at the beginning of December. Uh, We met at Keegan's in Virginia Beach, 
And then we opened Finn McCool's together at Lansdowne Commons. Dre was the kitchen manager and I was the expo. And so we helped train all those people and get that place going and all that stuff. So how long (laughs) ago was that? Oh, gosh. Finn's opened in 2008. I think so, yeah. 2008, like September-ish, 2008. Wow. Um, Yeah, so we've been going on knowing each other for about 14 years then. That's when awesome. we first met. Yeah. That's a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so next, so I know we talked about hot sauces and rubs and shirts and stuff like that. So what does hunger specialize in? What is, what do you guys like, you know, you have all these different things, but what is something that you really want to focus on? Is it the sauces? Is it the rubs? Is it a little bit of both? I mean, number one is probably the sauces with table red. Okay. Uh, I mean, hence its name, you know, a lot of our sauces have a lot more witty, clever, funny names. Um, not that this is supposed to be more serious, but we kind of want it to be like that household name. Like, it's the bottle that stays on the table. Um, right. Something like that's kind of the idea behind it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this sits by my bedside table. It doesn't even <laughs> go back to the fridge or this, that like. It's a table sauce, so it's table red. It's it's what should be there instead of your Tabasco or Texas Pete or Frank's or whatever. Right. And, guys, um, it is it is phenomenal. You know, it has replaced all my Tabasco needs for every sauce that I make. I use the table red for everything, so that's that's super thanks. important. I need to get more from you guys soon. Um, but you guys definitely yeah. need to check them out. Um, we'll talk, you know, where we can find them on social media later on in the podcast. Um, but I guess the next question is – why hot sauce why barbecue sauce why rubs like why did you choose to do that out of anything else well i know when we came to the table together dave and i he had these two sauces he really was interested in and that um he wanted to push we started working together at cactus jacks with his uh an upscale southwest grill okay so as far as that kind of flavor profile, you know, 24K was actually our first hot sauce uh, with the bourbon barrel barbecue were our first two things we really worked on just because of the um, overwhelming feedback of actually when we opened up that restaurant, right. we were using those recipes for for that place at the time, even mm-hmm. though they already, you know, wrote them a few years prior. Um, but that's when we kind of really realized, like, people want this. They're coming in and buying a quart, a pint of this, just from having it as a side on their taco at our restaurant. Right. And at that point, I was like, you know, it's it's pretty cool that you can do that. And just the culture of hot sauce and bringing spice and heat to, to, to life. I mean, it's not just about your food. It's kind of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we pepper our lives with different things to make them more exciting and uh, it just seemed like a good avenue to be creative and to hopefully run our own business. Right. Um, it's definitely a growing industry. But it kind of was happenstance, man. To be honest, um, it was just, hey, this is what we're into. We like, we both love hot sauces, you know. I thought I gave myself an ulcer a couple of years ago <laughs> from eating too many. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just kind of ended up working out. I mean, we, we put it off as a hobby for a while almost six seven years just kind of here and there and then we really came back to that same idea of we have this thing that will allow us to do it for ourselves why aren't we doing it right and then like we're going on our fourth year of like tapping in with farmers markets 
Okay. And so that's what like really got us going on the grind with like, yo, we really have something here that people want, especially when yeah. I give samples out and I see people's faces change when I give the brief description at the beginning. And then they're like, yeah, I need a bottle of that. I'm like, excellent. Let's do this. You know, like it's gotten really gratifying it is seeing, seeing how much people enjoy it. No, definitely. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, all of us have been in the culinary industry at some point or another, because the gratification you get from a guest is leaps and bounds above anything else that you can get. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. the satisfaction, we're not doing this at the end of the day because we like burning ourselves and cutting ourselves. We're doing this for the gratification of other people, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and for the love of the craft, of course. Um, yeah. So the next thing I want to ask you, I'll ask you both individually. Um, Dre, first, who is your biggest inspiration? I have to say, uh, in a culinary way. Either way. So, who is like the number one person that? Um, okay, so maybe like when it pertains to your business, like who is your number one inspiration? Okay. Um. Like hmm. mentor, you know, a chef that you've looked up to. You know, to be real, it's hard because <sighs> chef-wise, I've had a lot of mentors and I had a lot of good inspirations. But uh, we are in a very misfit world where almost all of those people had some kind of other dark side to them, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, no, definitely. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint, um, let me say, like a personal experience that was necessarily inspiring as far as maybe like my favorite chef or something that just their story and what they felt about food. Mm-hmm. help push me um that at least in that way i would say francis malman okay the uh, patagonian chef just his natural belief with fire and how the earth reacts with food and what it should mean to us on a more, more base level um it just it really has always inspired me as far as cooking and like table red one of the biggest things is that we have fire roasted peppers in there you know, it's not just here's a fermented sauce, here's a plain sauce. It's three different kinds right. of elements, and that idea behind the elements and different ways of looking at at that through fire, to me, comes a lot from uh, that chef. Okay, and no, uh, and that sauce is really good because you can actually see the spots of the you know the charred peppers in there, which I love. Yeah, yeah, you literally see the flavor. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Katie, what about you? Who's your biggest inspiration? Um, I would say that my one of my biggest inspirations would be my stepmother, Karen. Um, yeah. She, at a very young age with me, got me connected with food. She got me my first KitchenAid. Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, she definitely helped get me, like, get me started with all my, my kitchen gadgets and, like, getting, being into that. Okay. Now, working on trying to use it all. So there's that. But if I were to pick anybody, I would say her in a matter of um, just her joy that she had when she was in the kitchen with food and just doing what she really liked because she truly loved being in the kitchen. That was now, is she def- professionally trained or? No, she was not. Uh, okay. She did it as fun and had cookbooks galore all the fun kitchen gadgets and loved to host a party Mm -hmm. and loved to do all the the hostess stuff so she's just passionate about food you know as we all are Um, yes very much so and that's how how my dad is as well because 
I don't know if I ever told you guys this story, but the reason I got into culinary is because my mom never cooked growing up, but my dad did. And my dad never went to culinary school or anything, but he was like the same way as your stepmom. He always loved, you know, uh, watching Food Network and playing around with different recipes. So I would do that stuff with him a lot when I would go there every other weekend. So, I mean, that that's a good spot, uh, Katie, that's that's awesome. for sure. Yeah. So next question I have for you guys is what is your end goal for hunger? Like what is the, the end all be all if there is one? I mean, uh, you know, what? let's say maybe your five-year plan. Do you want to have a, a restaurant? Do you want to have a storefront? Do you want to have like a gourmet market? Uh, kind of all of the above. Um, <laughs> uh, to be honest, at first, like, well, first you got to look at where the industry is going right now for food, mm-hmm. everything that's going on with the pandemic and uh, – Things really aren't going to be the same anymore. Nope. Uh, you know, it's not going to be this mass drive to going out to restaurants like it used to be. I just don't think that's going to be a thing as much anymore with how much is accessible at your home and at your fingertips. Yep. Um, so, you know, we used to really want to do a restaurant, food truck, catering, which is still in our line of, of sight, but our biggest thing is we want to make Table Red that household name and get into a lot of restaurants. Let's replace, like you're saying, replace those needs that others have mm-hmm. with a boost of flavor. You know, get known for that. And then we definitely want to have, let's say, like in a three year plan, it's like a, a market drive through storefront okay. where we do barbecue. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's kind of our thing. Like, it, Barbecue in a form of sandwiches, tacos, platters, whatever, is a lot of great things that go on where, where our, our items are useful. Right. You know, barbecue sauce, table red, uh, 24K, all the different rubs. Like, we can just do these kind of things and just, but in a way that it's not overly stressful. Like, hey, we're going to open up with this much food. And you're Close done. Close this that. time of night. If we're out, we're out. Sorry if you didn't make it. No, you know, good, for sure, there's yeah. this constant, I mean, you know, from being in the restaurant, there's this constant push and pull of what you have to be prepared for in a very inconstant and chaotic world. And it's, it eats at you. Trust me, man. If anyone understands, you know, it's me, you know, we've yep. talked over these past uh, year, six months. I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know, and it's, we don't want to, as much as we originally like, yeah, we're going to do a hunger restaurant, this and that. The more time progresses, the more, you know, we're not getting any younger either. And it's, uh, we don't want to create something that's going to give us as much stress as what we were trying to get away from. Understood completely. So, and, and the level of, I guess, monetary success or achievement we're looking for is, I want the, the company to at some point kind of run itself. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to travel comfortably. That's okay. all I really need. Right. And I think um, I think kind of my business partner's got the same thing going on. We're, we're not trying to look over our heads. I'm not trying to take over the world. Right. I mean, you know, if the sauce company takes off, it's great. That'd be awesome. You know, I think as long as it's enough for what we want to do, there's – I don't want to stress ourselves out doing that. Right. No, I completely understand in that aspect. But, I mean, that's some really good aspirations, some really good goals for you guys. Um, and I can see you guys getting there for sure. Um, the next thing I have a question, and this could be, you know, a shared answer or individual. Um, what is your favorite thing to cook with one of your sauces? Mm, I love um, 
baking some salmon with our CCJ rub and our BG sauce. Mm -hmm. Like they pair beautifully together with CCJ being citrus cilantro jalapeno and the BG's roasted garlic ginger basil. Like okay. they just pair amazing and then the sauce can also be used as a salad dressing with your appetizer and you mm. don't feel like it's a lot of sauce and it's like the same thing because the ccj like it changes the salmon to a point that it's it's even more better <laughs> right <laughs> so, i love i love those those are my definite picks for that what about you Dre? Uh, i would say i do a lot of uh, a lot of birds a lot of whole birds especially when i'm testing out Mm -hmm. the new rubs or recipes um that and or just I, we do a lot of sous vide with our chicken breasts too for like a meal prep mm -hmm. but it's a great way like okay how can we also combine different flavors that we have and I'll do like you know little two first like we have Damon dust so I'll make spicy versions of some of these and that and, uh, and that we can pull out and use in the future nice I, both of those are really good answers um, and very different <clears throat> so the next thing, question I have is uh, what is your favorite meal to make together I would say this meal that I started making years ago um, called creamy meat puffs. <laughs> it is crescent rolls, cream cheese, and then like a meat of your choice. Mm -hmm. But like I started with it being just like sausage and it was just kind of that just kind of rolled it or folded it in a awkward way. But now it's evolved to actually be an enclosed puff pastry enclosure. And it's, it's really great now and we've like even tweaked it to the point of having I'm doing crescent sheets now instead of cr the crescent rolls so it's easier to cut and then I can enclose them but we'll use uh, cream cheese we've done smoked salmon and then asparagus coming out of it that sounds oh good God. it's yeah, so it good. good super duper good <laughs> nice. and we've done like uh, I think we did turkey and cranberry we did another year like you can do pretty much do whatever with yeah, it yeah 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 at yeah, the house really quick, meal yeah. but it's it's a fun easy thing to make together yeah yeah no i like that i like the answer a lot um so the next question i'm gonna skip because we already talked about what do you both do full time um what is each of your favorite sauce now in general or our own sauces your own sauce okay mine is definitely bg's the roasted garlic ginger basil it's great as a salad dressing and beautiful with chicken and fish it's very, very versatile. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I have to say mine is probably the 24K. That's mine too. That one's really good. It's it's like, it's thick. It's hearty. And it's like I have this nostalgic moment with it because there used to be this restaurant at the oceanfront called Phil's Grill. Mm -hmm. And they had this thing called the Attack Burrito, which was this mammoth awesome burrito that little you thought would attack you if it was alive. <laughs> and they had this really chunky habanero sauce that was really smooth and when i used to play music uh you know i would get one of those before or during the show or whatever and i was in love with this sauce and i could never remember what it is and the restaurant of course closed down and then when dave shows me this sauce he made i'm like this is basically what i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> so like ever since then i mean it's my go-to sauce for anytime i have tacos burritos and it's just it's so smooth yeah and what all's on that one for people that don't know that is habanero, roasted orange bell peppers, and carrots. 
are the so yeah, main three. Yeah, the orange bell pepper give it like a really good like sweetness with a little bit of carrot as well. So it's yeah. not overly, you know, most of the time you hear habanero and you're like, wow, that's going to be really hot. But it's not. It has like, a, you know, a slight heat with the sweetness from the carrots and the pepper. And it's it's solid, guys. Super solid. Thanks. Yeah. We, we really like the smoothness of that one. Definitely. Definitely. It's gorgeous. So, it's a bright orange color. Oh, Got yeah. It. Yeah, it's pretty. So next, let's talk about each of your favorite rubs. Okay. Uh, my favorite rub would be the CCJ citrus cilantro jalapeno. Um, I love it on popcorn and French fries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great on all that. Love it on popcorns. It's amazing. And fish, definitely with some fish. Yeah. By you, Dre. Um. Right now, I have to say it is between the Black and Bay and the Columbian Express. It's kind of hard. I like them both. So what's in those? Okay, so the Blackened Bay is kind of as it sounds, where it's our own blend of Blackened seasoning and, like, Bay crab-style seasoning. Okay, so um, kind of like an Old Bayish mixed with Blackening. Definitely. Like, sounds the idea good. this came from, like, a half-and-half. Half, right. But we use uh, black garlic in ours as well. Nice. That sounds really good. It's, it's, got a lot, it's got, yeah, it's got a lot deeper flavor. It's not as zingy. Um, if you will, um, it's just more of a, a smooth, smooth, I, it's hard to describe. I don't know. I really do like it as far as the, like, usually I, my go-to was blackened seasoning for if I'm going to make myself something to eat. Right. And definitely now it's shifted to this cause it's not that overpowering, like spice. Yeah. yeah. You think of like shrimp or crabs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. This is definitely like more broadened and to me speaks of our region because a lot of people either are after Old Bay or after Black and Seasoning. And they get the best of both worlds with that. And they get the best of both worlds with that. So that's why I'm definitely, I think, uh, on that. And uh, the Columbian Express is just a real, is a, a blend of like what you would typically be seasoning food with from Colombia, as I kind of grew up with. Uh, my grandmother lived with us for about five years. So I first was introduced with to cooking and in the food world through her i grew up very south american at home granted that i grew up in york county so going back to your roots which is yeah. you know, most important to all of us when it comes to you know cooking and being a chef and stuff like that it's always important to embrace your roots and yeah those are some really awesome roots um wish i had some better than old country virginia but it's okay um <laughs> so next let's talk about what stores and restaurants carry your sauces currently Okay. All right. So, um, restaurant wise, we just hit our 12th restaurant. Wow. Um, yes. Super exciting. Um, so we're at, yeah. Um, Quirks, both locations down in Virginia beach, um, Lynn Haven pub, um, shadow lawn eats currently, currently carries our items down at the beach. Uh, Mahi's where Dave, our business partner is the executive chef. He's got a whole bunch of our items there. Mob Jack, where Dre's the executive chef in Gloucester. Uh, Toby's, when they open back up in the spring. And so that makes Carrot Tree part of that as well. Uh, Charlie's Restaurant here in Williamsburg at the airport. Um, nice. The winery, where the Williamsburg, Williamsburg Winery. winery. Nice. Um, yeah. And then we just hit uh, Good Vibes, which is a oh, music yeah. venue in Newport News. Where the boathouse used to be. Oh, okay. Go. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yes. That just opened, right? 
Yes, December yes. 10th was when they just opened. Yep, and yeah. the the chef came by and he met met me at the uh, Newport News Market that I do there on Thursdays. Wow. Uh, so that was super cool. And the moment I think that's that's it. I think. Yeah, that's actually our one of our big goals for this year is expanding the brand okay. and our wholesale stuff. Um. There's only so many farmers markets we can get to and events we can do, you know, while we're still doing our regular jobs. Right. And that's we have that pretty solid. So we're really trying to get into more stores and restaurants mm-hmm. this year. The big focus. That's awesome. No, that's that's really great. Um, I definitely will spread the word for all my chef friends and stuff on Instagram and give you a big shout out after this. Um, I think it's super important to support local. It's one of my biggest things. Is, you know, shop local, support local. You know. I have a small business of my own now, so it's now more than ever I'm going to support local, even though I was before. So the next question I have for you guys is, so if you didn't have hunger, like hunger wasn't a thing, you never thought of it, what do you think you guys would be doing right now? Like, so this is hard of a kind of a hard question, but like if say you both didn't have your current jobs and you could both go do something together, but it wasn't hunger, what would it be? Is there something you both enjoy like a lot? Mm. Mm-hmm. The gaming channel. Oh, <laughs> um, so we're both gamers, and like we love playing Call of Duty and some different multiplayer games together. So I guess if we did like a gaming channel of us, because we've heard from like past roommates and stuff, like our antics mm-hmm. with each other are quite comical, and it could be kind of fun to listen to and or watch <laughs> and we're not too bad at the games either yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that helps too yeah, yeah. Uh, so wow i completely spaced randomly. on that part because it's that one. it's hard to think about what you wouldn't do for your career right no i agree no you know i completely agree i think i would do the same though because i've always wanted to do that as well um but i think i would try to do it like a little bit more unique like i really was thinking like what about like if i was a chef but then i'd I did a gaming channel and it was all like culinary based games or like, because there's a lot on PC. I have PC. Cake Bash is amazing. I play Cake Bash (laughs) all the time on PS4. (laughs) You play as little pastries and baked goods. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's cool. If you guys haven't tried it, you should check out Cooking Simulator. I just tried it the other day. Super nice. hard, super in depth. You got to actually like move the knife and stuff like that. And I spent like thirty minutes making tomato soup, and then I picked it up to pour it in the bowl and poured it right on the floor. So <laughs> that's awesome. So I want to try that one in VR. Yeah. <laughs> so next question I have for you guys: If you could travel anywhere in the world and eat the food there, where would you go? Uh, we'd have to say Japan. Okay. Why is that? Um, big sushi lovers we do love sushi um, I've uh, always I guess been a small bit of a Japanophile where I just okay. love their culture and oh, their just culture's cool. great yeah. the whole like philosophy and dedication to like that personal perfection you mm-hmm. know whatever you're doing you, you do it to the best you can and keep going and keep making it mm-hmm. and aside from that though it's just the food all we ever kind of hear about is sushi or uh, hibachi. You know right. what I mean? Being, being in America mm-hmm. and the area we're in, um, 
I feel like it would be amazing to actually be there in that culture and experience, experience the their food. food. Yeah. Um, God, I can't remember think of the, the the type of dining it's called, but it's it's like their four four six course meal. Yeah, very, I think I've seen that. Yeah, and it's done in a very ceremonial way, if you will. Because they sometimes have like their last meal at, like midnight or something, right? So I am yeah, yeah. like so. noodles and stuff. Like I know I've seen like different ramen restaurants where they go there super late, you know, over on like the different chefs table episodes yeah. on Netflix and stuff like that. So I guess that's awesome. Katie, you feel the same way about that as well? Pretty much there or the Mediterranean okay. yeah. area with like, you know, Spain and Italy. Yeah. Greece. Oh, yeah. Like I'm a sucker for pasta. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. if you're, yeah. If anything's ever wrong with, me like just bring me some pasta and I'll, I'll be all right in a couple minutes <laughs> but but both of them actually <laughs> also have um some ancestral motives too because katie is a quarter japanese mm-hmm. okay and although i'm colombian i mean of course obviously being hispanic roots are in spain but my mother's a third italian from immigrants to colombia oh, so wow. she grew up with like Sunday was pasta day, and her mother and aunts were all hanging and drying pasta, and that's what they were eating that day. Wow. It was that Italian tradition. And uh, I didn't get to really enjoy that, but it would be mm-hmm. really cool going to those roots. And to experience you know, that. Or and something just similar, the fact yeah. that, you know, the languages all came from from Latin, you know, right. from that region. Mm-hmm. Definitely like that home center for a lot of food traveling the world you know what i mean if all all roads lead to rome then all the food got there too it was kind of like the big epicenter of of food at the time yeah no it really was that's those are both really good answers so the next thing do you guys have a favorite local restaurant it can't be one that you work at (laughs) (laughs) oh that's the greatest Um, (laughs) we we kind of go in phases um we were going to Spice Pals, which is a local Indian joint. This is really good. Yeah. Um, and um, we just found this place called Gold Taste in okay. Williamsburg, which was quite delightful. It's a Japanese. It's a Japanese restaurant, so we're actually excited to go there. They got a lot of authentic looking things in the menu. Yeah. Nice. Gold Taste. Yeah. Gold Taste. Nice. And then Toby's hot dog is like our jam. That probably yeah. I like, like to say that was. Is that in Williamsburg too? Yeah. It's down the street from the house. (laughs) So it's like super convenient. So like when we have hunger days, like we'll go there, have like a meeting, get some food and then like get on the hunger grind. So that's super convenient. So next Dre, what motivates you? Hmm. Uh, a lot of internal competition. Okay. I think it's a big chefy thing because I have that too. Yeah, you know, I just you want you want to same be the best at what you do. It isn't really right, but I want to always be growing and challenging myself to be better at what I do. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just being a chef or you know doing so much of running hunger, Um, I guess. We actually did talk about this earlier. I like to work this hard now so I can be really lazy later. That's fair. That's what motivates okay. me. Yeah. I want to be able to do nothing <laughs> to the point where I'm like, 
Company's doing fine. You feel like going to Iceland? Yes. Yeah, sounds cool. All right, we'll be back in a week. <laughs> yeah, or, that's definitely the dream. I don't want to do anything this week. We're just going to sit around and make sure the company runs right, but I'm going to play video games. <laughs> that works too. You know, it's that laziness more so of like, I don't have to have an obligation to be successful. Right. At that point. That's fair. No, you want to get to the point where your business runs itself and you can kind of enjoy life and still run your business at the same time, you know, from behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about you, Katie? Same thing or you have a different answer? I'm going to pretty much jump on that because, I mean, the the hunger concept is just beautiful and amazing. And anytime I get behind the table or I'm talking to people about it, I'm like, I'm in it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm just in that zone. And... Mm -hmm. I have fun with it. Like I used to be a server. And so I look at each guest that comes to me as a table. Right. And so it's like, I have my regulars and the regulars has always been my drive in front of the house. Right. And so I definitely look at it like that. So I love the setup. I love the breakdown and it's it's just super fun. So that definitely motivates me. Like I love market season. Like, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's it, at the end of the day, you're really selling yourself because it's the way you pitch your product is what your guests are going to see and what they're going to hear about and decide. Cause they, all they know based off is what they try right in front of you and what you tell them from yep. past clients and stuff like that. So next question. Uh, actually, I'm actually done with my questions. Did you have any questions for me? Yes, uh, we actually did have Actually, I think one of them was, um, what is, what's your end goal as far as, you know, being a personal chef and where you see yourself going kind of the same thing you asked us. So, so my end goal kind of changes from time to time, you know, I'm sure yours does as well, but right now, um, I think my end goal would be maybe to get on a TV show, um, and maybe someone picked me up from the TV show and cook for them full time, like whether it be someone famous or whether it's just like someone that's really wealthy, somewhere yeah. where I have like a, I, I say I'd like that, but I like what I do now because it's different every single day. But I think like, you know, my, my dream would be to be like a yacht chef, like to go down to the Caribbean and travel around and do that full time. But I think my end goal right now is to push this as far as I can now in Virginia and then see where it takes me. Nice. Nice. That's, that's awesome. cool, man. That's that's a good plan. Oh yeah. Then uh, what was it like to be working for yourself at a younger age? Well, you know, so I get this question a lot. You know, people always ask, "Was it scary?" Um, yep. It was definitely scary, but um, you know, we both talked this year, and I actually got laid off twice within the past nine months or so. Um, fairly close together, and. I didn't really have anything to lose at that point. So I was like, well, you know, I've been doing this for friends and family for the past two years. I was like, let me just try it for a month and see what happens. And I booked 13 events in three weeks. And I was like, I'm just going to keep going. So I just got off my busiest month. Um, I had 17 events in December. Um, And I have have two in January. I already have six in February. So I'm just going to push on. I've got one in March. I've got one in June already. And it's just going to keep flooding up. Um, the one thing I will tell people is they kind of wait till the last second to plan this. I'm pretty booked, uh, usually about a month or two out. So people need to get their inquiries in as soon as possible. Um, but I think the biggest thing that has helped my success is I am a very, 
like go getter type person like when i do something like i do it right away like i don't wait like so hey you can inquire for me i told you i'll send you a a menu in an hour you're getting it in 15 minutes or you're getting it like as soon as possible you're not waiting you know i'm not going to go do something else forget about it and not and do it later i'm doing it right then right then and i think that's what has made me so successful so far is you know everyone else is waiting weeks and days for menus and i'm giving them a menu in 30 minutes um, you know, while I'm doing other stuff, I can kind of multitask and do that. And I'm giving them full breakdown, you know, showing them everything, you know, I bring everything to my clients. That's another thing too, is, so when I do these at home dinners, all my client provides is, you know, their kitchen for me to use a little bit of fridge space and plates and silverware. I bring everything else. I bring all my own right. pots and pans, all my own knives, cutting boards, um, right. display platters and stuff like that. And is it more work for me? Yeah, it definitely is, but it's way more easier and it's all in one than if you were doing through another catering company or anyone else doing this, it wouldn't be on the same caliber. So that's why I've kind of tried to set myself apart in that aspect. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been great. Like I, I can't speak highly enough of it. It is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. That's awesome. Good man. for you, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's I appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super, it was definitely daunting and scary, but there's a lot of things that come with running a business that you don't think about when you start about running a business. And I'm sure you guys know that when it comes to food and beverage tax and, you know, all the different licenses and stuff you have to have and talking to lawyers and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, I was just determined to figure it out. And if you're determined to figure out something, you'll figure it out. Yeah. So that's the goal is to keep, uh, I'm trying to push more to Northern Virginia right now. I just did a big one up in Fredericksburg last Tuesday. I'm trying to get more up in that scene because it's, I mean, honestly, like there's not a lot of private chefs and the only other one I know of in this area is doing like THC infused dinners, but that's it. He's not doing regular stuff. He's just doing THC infused. So off a lot of doors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely cutting off a lot of doors and he also tries to do his food like almost like Michelin level. And I just don't think this area is right for that. So I try to stick on, (laughs) you know, you know, elevated fancy, but still tastes really, really good. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Oh, I get it. I, I'm chef in Gloucester, man. Yeah, you definitely understand. And another <laughs> thing too is, I'm constantly evolving and uh, like changing up what I do. So right now I do the small intimate dinners, and then I also do like office parties or like hors d'oeuvre parties for right. anywhere between ten to seventy five people. Um, and then the small intimate dinners I've done from about two to twenty. And then I do cooking lessons and then I do charcuterie boards. So it goes in that order. Like small intimate comes first, office parties are second, cooking lessons are third, charcuterie is the last thing I want to do, but I will do it. There you go. Got it. That's nice. um, so I just try to, you know, have my hands in everything and kind of just do whatever. And another thing too is people always ask like, hey, what do you specialize in? What's your, um, what is your signature dish? And I'm like, well, I specialize, I like to tell people I specialize in elevated Southern cuisine, but I do anything but sushi because like you said, I respect the culture and I just don't really want to mess with that. But when it comes to anything else, you know, Indian, Italian, uh, Spanish, whatever they want, I can do literally anything. And I think that sets me apart as well because I don't have set menus. Like I just build them custom for my clients every time. Nice. Nice. It's sort of relate. It was actually a hard question Despite Table Red being like our forefront sauce, when we when we talk about what we specialize, it's like the fact that we do so many different condiments and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've been in a lot of markets where you got someone who has like two sauces, two hot sauces, mm-hmm. or a barbecue sauce, and that's all they have. Right. And they're over there getting salty because we're busy, but we have something for More variety. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. <clears throat> and uh, it's actually a big concept I learned. I worked for the Yard House. 
um, huge menu, like 120 menu uh-huh. water. I had to know something like 500 recipes in total for this company. Wow. Like it, it was quite the operation, but their big thing for why their menu was so large was the no veto uh, menu idea. So if you have a group of six friends and someone wants Chinese, someone wants Japanese, someone wants pizza, someone wants wings, someone wants a steak. They can all get something they want. one of those persons could say yard house. Right. And, you're and everyone was good. No one had a veto to go in there. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing with our table. It's like, oh, you guys do hot sauces? Yes, we do do hot sauces, but that's four of 15 items. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's something here for any. Oh, you don't like sauces at all, but you like pickles? We got pickled items. Try this, yeah. You and know, that's, so. no, that's super important. And that was another thing I was going to touch on too, is like people always ask like, Hey, what do you specialize in? I tell people that I specialize in soups and sauces because I'm not, I'm not raising the cattle. I'm not butchering the cattle. I'm not growing the vegetables. I'm buying the vegetables. So I like to put my own little spin and yeah. flair when I make my sauces and my soups and stuff like that, because it takes skill to make us. I think it takes skill to, to make flavor over a short period of time and a long period of time. And if you can do it perfect, perfectly as a chef it makes you leaps and bounds and i know you've read the flavor bible um yeah. i know you have that so that so has always been you know growing up that was a really good thing for me to you know look at while working in kitchens but yeah at the end of the day i like to you know put my spin on soups and sauces and stuff like that because you know at the end of the day we're not growing the the animals right. we're not growing the vegetables and i think as a chef it it takes a lot of skill yeah it's it's what we can use as our interpretation yeah, and there's so many different ways and so many different things you can put in sauces that it'll never be the same. You know, if you just yeah. constantly do different things, make little tweaks here and there, and it'll just make stuff better and better. And um, I've seen that a lot, you know, since starting my own business. Well, guys, it's been about 45 minutes. Um, I won't keep you guys too much longer, but I wanted to go into your social media platforms and your website and stuff like that. If you guys can talk about that a little bit so people can know where to find you. Sure. Yeah, our um our website is hungershop.com. Um our Instagram tag is hungershopva and on Facebook is hungershop. And and I'll put all this in the uh, description of the podcast Sweet. as well as tag it on Instagram and Facebook so you everyone can awesome. get it easily. Yeah. And Dre works super super hard on our website and we keep everything updated there for like where we're going to be and like new products and stuff um and different ways for you to reach out to us to get some items in your house that you want so um actually importantly this is a good thing to cover on so (laughs) as you know to sell things you gotta uh on a certain level you have to have a fda approval Mm -hmm. processing authority all the nine yards for each sauce that's uh, acidified so we have an online store where you can purchase any of our FDA approved items quickly and easily with an automated checkout and then we have another page that basically you just send us an email with the items that you would like from our market offerings and we create an invoice and send it manually that way Um, that way people can still get the sauces they like online, say it's just Table Red or the Bourbon Barrel Barbecue or some of our rubs, mm-hmm. um, quickly and easily. And then some of the more unique, uh, specialty items, it's a personal sale through us, but still available off of our website. Okay, so it makes it a little bit easier for your guests and stuff like that. 
Yeah, because it's like, you know, we're not trying, obviously as a company, we're not try, trying to break any laws. We want to do everything by the book and mm-hmm. and, and not basically get audited, if you will, uh, for no reason. <laughs> but we'd also like to offer other delicacies to to our patrons without much more hassle. Right. It's just should click away, you know what I mean? Um, no, I completely understand. That was my biggest thing when I started my business. I'm like, I'm doing everything legit doing everything official, doing everything legally. Yeah. So then if anything ever happened, especially when you're wrestling with food, because you know, you get people yep. sick, that's, that's an, it can be the end of your business. So that's 100%. a really good thing to have, you know, business insurance, stuff like that. So anyways, I want to thank you guys both so much for joining me on the show. You know, this is, I think my fifth or sixth episode and awesome. just doing it as a hobby, but you guys were a great audition to the show. Um, and thank you Yay. guys so much. And, um, other than that, I think you guys, I hope you both have a great night and uh, talk to you well, both soon. Thank you. You yes. too, Taylor. Take care.